2: my friends i am vivian mcpeak and this is Hemp present but you already knew that if you have feedback would like to suggest a guest or topic for Hemp present email me at head at gmail.com i always enjoy hearing from you roman villagrana is a humboldt and mendocino california based artist with roots in oregon state and seattle washington he specializes in visionary art with psychedelic cultural influence and has been involved as a cannabis activist in many ways on a spiritual mission to uplift vibes. Roman has used art to communicate his vision. He has helped bring forth Tribe 13 and the interdimensional art movement as platforms for artists to express a transcendental experience, branding himself as synchromistic. He brings forth a vision of harmony with community and nature and expresses an interdimensional existence that includes multiple dimensions colliding into one. He truly believes in a divine destiny for humanity, and part of my divine destiny is bringing him to you today. Welcome, Roman, to the show. Greetings. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. You know, we go back, way back to your days in the Seattle scene. Uh, You contributed some amazing artwork for both uh, the Seattle Peace Heathens and the Seattle Hemp Fest, both of which I was directly involved in. Uh, Before we delve into everything that you have going on, tell us a little bit about how you got started as an artist. What initially inspired you to draw and paint? And was there a time when you started to feel that art might be your central calling?
3: Well, that's an easy thing to answer because something has stuck out in my experience since the early beginning, and that is uh, my older sister showing me uh, drawings in her big sketchbook, where at least it looked huge, but I was a little tiny uh, three-year-old, and there was a girl in a bikini and a crocodile drawn with simple lines on a paper, and I thought that was magic. How can uh, simple lines on a flat piece of paper give me uh, the vision of recognizing a three-dimensional uh, object. And at that early moment, I recognized art. And throughout my life, I was considered my artist. Uh, since then, every time I would uh, recognize art at school, it would stand out to me. Um, the, the words of artists from our past that we would study would resonate with me. So I never separated myself uh, from that interest. Um, except for one day i considered uh, myself not an artist for one day in my life (laughs) okay (laughs) do you want to get into that or sure it's a very important uh day in my life i said i'm not i'm done with this i can't figure my life out uh following this uh the muse or the inspiration that leads me to what seemed like nowhere and except just frustration etc and then i i you know i really honored that thought and let go of it and then Mm -hmm. I started um, asking myself then what what is it that I want to do what is this life I asked myself very profound questions with an earnest desire to answer them uh, truthfully and I got a whole bunch of answers um, or it led me to other powerful questions that I was thinking why don't we ask these things to ourselves why are we just born in a world uh, accepting life as it is and
2: mm-hmm.
3: and uh, that at the end of that day I went to bed woke up the next day as an artist because well I'm the only way that I, the go only ahead. way I could express those questions or those answers that I received was to be an artist
2: well I'm, I'm glad that next day came because your art is just amazing uh, you have a very distinctive style and I suggest to anybody listening right now to open up uh, another browser and go to uh, your website synchromystic dot uh, art s y n c h r o mystic dot uh, and simply scroll down to check out uh, your amazing art during this conversation. W- what are the primary mediums you work in, and 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 how would you describe your your art process?
3: My art process, uh, I generally uh, take comfort in a, or have in the past. Uh, recently, I've really befriended my iPad and uh, the drawing capabilities because I don't waste paper and it's a lot easier to organize. But I have taken comfort in pencil and pen, uh, pencil and paper because it's the most accessible way to jot down visions or ideas. But as far as finished paintings, I I take comfort with acrylic, uh, oftentimes with airbrush because airbrush just allows you to flow like nothing else. Um, And those are my primary uh, elements that I use to capture my visions. But most of my art revolves more on the meditation rather than the the physical painting itself. I, I'm always trying to chase the vision down and trying to express the idea uh, out more importantly than um, trying to achieve a finished or um, yeah finished piece of art.
2: Um, briefly, what, what kind of role has cannabis had in your art experience? How has cannabis impacted your art or your approach to art? Uh, or, or in what and in, in what other ways you find inspiration throughout the creative process
3: oh cannabis is one of our greatest teachers i must admit uh not only personally but um uh, even after even when i've taken breaks i've like i can't help but recognize it as one of my main allies for many reasons it, I feel like it has taught us to be open-minded in many ways, Um, not only with my art, but in general, like it um, has helped influence uh, people, a different way of eating, uh, habits that we normally wouldn't look at. And those kind of things are really good to be inspired by as an artist because it removes us from the attachment of ourself and allows us to look at us from a higher state, pun intended. Um, mm-hmm. uh, at ourselves to um, recognize who we are beyond our own trapped ego um, that being said it can also trap our egos and and there is no silver bullet other mm-hmm. than your own self but um, cannabis is one of the main allies in that i feel um it also in the beginning it's a different story now but in the beginning uh, it was one of our biggest allies as far as uh um Uh, Money and uh, resources, Mm -hmm. Um, because we had a vision of bringing in an art movement to help um, spread positivity and influence and gather our people together. Uh, But that, as you know, takes um, energy and uh, resources. And during the beginning of my mission, um, cannabis uh, came through not only with the inspiration and the visions of these this unity, but it also helped provide. Uh, resources to make this unity come forth so uh, I could go on and on and uh, describe how important cannabis is because it's um, from the physical aspect to the spiritual aspect and everywhere in between but it also uh, humbles us to recognize that it is not the thing yeah. It is an ally. The thing yeah. is ourself, and if we don't rely on ourself, then it can easily become a problem. And we notice that within our our circles of, of people having problems with cannabis themselves. Yeah, and it's one of the the nicest problems we can have uh, regarding addictions or what have you, but it can still be a problem if we don't pay attention to who we really are.
2: Yeah, yeah, really, it can interfere with our discipline and control and focus and a lot of things if if we're not paying attention. Um, we have a little under two minutes to uh, before the first break. Um, you're you're part of the interdimensional art movement.
3: What does that mean? Uh, well, in the beginning, I wanted to be part of an art movement like all artists, but and um, um, for a sense of belonging. But I am also part of a, a culture that doesn't want to be told or uh, what to do or have to fit in a box. So I came up with an interdimensional art movement, interdimensional resembling uh, 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 our infinite manner of, of art. We, uh, it doesn't matter how we do art. It just matters that we express it. The acronym I am, I am, is the finite, is who we are because that's the only <laughs> person that can be responsible in expressing our vision. <laughs> so to me, it encompasses the, the finite, which is our personal self and the infinite, which is interdimensional because we have no limits.
2: Excellent. Excellent. Um, we have maybe, uh, I, I want to get into tribe 13, but I, I want to have a little bit more time, uh, for that. Uh, okay. I just want to say that I really appreciate your, uh, the, the perspective that you added at the end, talking about cannabis, uh, you know, it's a tool and a tool, you know, a, 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 a hammer is a great tool. You can build homes with it. You can create almost anything, but you can also use it very destructively. And, and I think that that's a you know, everything in life is, is kind of like that. Uh, and so, you know, I've done over 300 interviews, but I don't think anybody has ever really touched on that aspect uh, of cannabis in such a articulate way. So I want, I want to say how much I appreciate that coming into the conversation. I'm talking to Roman Villagrana. He is a, an amazing artist, once again, uh synchromistic uh, dot art. We're going to take a quick break and come back with our second segment. So don't go anywhere.
0: Time to roll out for the people that let us present. Hang loose. We're coming right back.
1: When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.
0: Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app.
2: Roman, uh, you, you were talking about, you know, that you wanted to be a part of a, of a, of a community. Um, and I assume that that when you were saying we, you were talking about Tribe 13, is that right?
3: Yes, uh, exactly. Tribe 13 is the main emblem to uh, personify that, that community that I'm talking about. And there's many reasons why I chose that number and, and uh, using the word tribe itself because tribe itself is a separative kind of uh, word and, uh, and my, uh, that's the thing that I was trying to get over is how to exemplify belonging without feeling like I'm calling myself an elite or a group of people that is outside of another group, but how can we fully express a unity? And to me, that's where the 13th comes in because we're coming out of a world that was uh, given to us that is broken down into 12 months, um, 12 hours of a day, uh, even on the religious level we have like the 12 disciples of the christ or, or the 12 constellations but in the center of the 12 constellations is the sun the center of the 12 disciples is the christ um, and all these things are to me exemplary uh, uh, a seed that was given to us by our forefathers of vision to bring unity to our world that's why we have um issues with all these uh, symbols. And uh, as a young adult, I was trying to make uh, sense of these symbols, and I recognized that the 13 means the self, the the true self, the true self that wants to come out. So to me, to be part of this Tribe 13, you have to self-initiate yourself, which simply means you have to offer your true self from within outward. Yeah, I feel like each one of us was born to express ourselves, to share ourselves. Um, but in this world, we we live in a model that we're, that we're constantly trying to fit in. So we're constantly trying to be something else than who we really are, which has created every single problem that we know. That's my personal belief. But I really do believe every illness and sickness and, and, um, and depression is caused from us uh, living in a world trying us trying to fit in, instead of uh, uh, nurturing the individual soul to express itself. Because if we would all truly express our true self, there would be no need in the world. My personal belief, once again.
2: You know, that is so deep and 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 profound, I feel like we could probably just do silence for the rest of the show and let everybody, uh, me included, just, you know, riff on that, because that is such a powerful perspective, man. And I, I think it's from my experience, anyway, it's, it's, it's right on. Um, you know, looking at the uh, the power of the individual, uh, on the other hand, why why is a collective art movement important to you? What is it about collectivity that you connect with so strongly? And what sets that kind of movement apart from a more conventional or an individual uh, approach to
3: art? <laughs> because we are individual we are all one just like the the hippie vision that we all receive at a certain point in our life you know there is no separation if we think each other as being separate uh, that is the disease itself mm, mm. um so uh we're meant to rejoice in the expression that we have at the moment i i totally believe that there was one time that i had a, a deep um vision and i was um i saw a, a ladder up into the clouds and i followed that ladder up to the clouds, one platform to another platform. I kept on going as high as I could. I got to this blissful state, but I found only myself there with all these beautiful toys to play with. And there was no one else to share it with. And then it hit me really quickly that, oh, I see. So I climbed all the way back down to express these ideas and visions with with my fellow friends and family, because Uh, here in this dimension uh, it's there's something about having to share Mm -hmm. Um, but sharing uh, from within ourself once again going back to the tribe 13 idea not trying to um, uh, go beyond uh, who we are not because oftentimes we're we're trying to uh, accumulate things that aren't ourself and even if we have good intentions that in itself destroys us uh, when in reality, it's just simply ourself. And that's why I always like um, use the party as um, as part of the symbol to express what I mean. Because at the party, you bring yourself your dance, your art, your music, uh, you offer it to the party to create a vibe. And, uh, and the vibe is blissful if we all do it right. Uh, and you know that, I know that because one of the reasons I came across you is you uh, are a great example of what I mean. Um, by what, what your activism was during that time of bringing forth people uh, through positivity uh, cannabis was definitely the, the the symbol but the symbol was to bring people together and you did a wonderful job during that time and i really looked up to you during that time because that's the meditation i was on and i recognized you as a as an activist and in, in what i believe
2: right on bro thank you for that yeah you know it's it's like the paradox of life, right? That we're individuals, but the one is the many and the many is the one. We're one, each one of us is one human being, but we're made up of quadrillions of individual particles and atoms, right? And even other living organisms in our own body. You yes. know, we've got trillions and trillions of, of individual living things that are not separate from us but they are mm-hmm. individual you know yes so there's but, but we're all one at the same time you know we're, mm-hmm. we're both we're separate and we're one and uh well, the, what separate, I identify
3: yeah the separate part is beautiful because that's what allows us to share with each other we're able to recognize and explore and experience each other uh you couldn't make love with you weren't separate from your lover You know, that's a beautiful, uh, um, miraculous experience because we are all one. So it's a miracle that we're separate enough to be able to make love uh, or share a a, a podcast. Um,
2: And every every individual, one of us came from a a joining of two people, but also a division of one.
3: Yes, exactly.
2: (laughs) Very, very high stuff, man. And I'm not even high. Um, (laughs) You refer to yourself as synchromistic a combination yes. of synchronistic and mystic. What does synchronistic mean to you?
3: Well, to me, it's like, uh, well, uh, during these development stages of understanding these concepts for myself, I, I so badly wanted to converse with God, you know? I was uh, shedding my um, my religion. Uh, I was raised uh, Roman Catholic and I instantly questioned all that when I became a young adult and I shedded that, but I still couldn't, um, Shake the idea of this uh, universal oneness that I could call it God or whatever. And the more I would go into that uh, meditation, the more I started recognizing uh, uh, synchronicities happening as if um, um, nature or, or whatever you want to call it was communicating directly to me. And I also recognized that other people were doing it with themselves. So I started recognizing synchronicities as a language of God, and I was able to learn how to. Uh, explore this community communication with nature god or or what what have you and that to me that was a very mystical uh experience and um just like um, uh random or um mis- uh synchronicity the words uh accidentally came out of my mouth um and you know how you, we all do that every once in a while we we form a new word based on two words together, which is another power of cannabis. I must admit, you get really stoned and you start slurring your words and sometimes some words coming together make <laughs> you laugh. And, and they laugh because they're so profound that these two words came together and they uh, open up your consciousness into into this unity once again.
2: You know, I, I know as a musician that some of, the, some of the coolest things come out of an accident, right? Uh, and then you're like, oh, wow, you know, I never would have done that on purpose. And I imagine that does that happen with art too, where you you might screw something up and go, "Wow, what a cool direction!" and and then you you
3: incorporate that. If you don't screw up and do that in your art, you're not an original artist. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And that's a funny thing to the way that I've healed myself with the religious uh, input that I've received, uh, such as like uh, the original sin. Uh, Instead of thinking of it like I thought about it, I think of it like what how you explained it. It was like an accident that. Like sprouted life, <laughs> right, and I right. could start believing in that. Like, oh, yeah, okay, that's where you got to wonder,
2: and then you got to wonder, was it really an accident? Uh, or was exactly, it, or was well, that's it, or was it meant to go that way and you didn't know it?
3: Well, that's the miraculous part, and I try not to spray uh say that too much because uh, uh that's quickly the answer. What if it isn't an accident? I consider it not to be an accident, but the uh, we are very limited by our words so mistake yeah. to me just means something that you can't relate to another and that right. is a miracle or or maybe
2: weren't planning right
3: or uh, weren't planning or even if you planned it there's no other way to exp- we don't have the language to explain it because wow. it's a new thing
2: yeah yeah totally totally um i get that um well i got a new thing coming and that is the the next segment because we got to go to another break i'm talking to roman villagrana uh artist extraordinaire uh synchro mystic and uh don't go anywhere because we have uh, another great segment right around the corner
0: time to roll out for the people that let us have present hang loose we're coming
2: right back all right we're here with a final segment with roman uh roman you're in mendocino county i think you told me you've been there for a decade or more uh i i knew you back in the 90s here in seattle uh and uh, you know, I, w- before we started recording, we're kind of touching on that Mendocino County. It was kind of the breadbasket of the American cannabis culture in a lot of ways. Um, a lot of the hippies from California, you know, in San Francisco and the Hate, and all that started breaking down. And there was kind of a back to the land movement. Um, a lot of people, uh, from that alternative culture, counterculture, Woodstock culture, whatever you want to call it, uh, and others, and Vietnam veterans and old beatniks, uh, went to Northern California. Uh, to kind of homestead and to grow weed and to just you know be kind of uh able to commune with nature and be out of the rat race uh and what happened is as you you kind of touch on this an underground green economy cannabis economy grew out of that a homegrown economy because you know, people realize that, hey, uh, if I, you know, originally, from what I understand, people started growing weed for themselves, right, just to have some weed. And then they realized, hey, I could trade some weed or sell some weed and get sugar and coffee and things that I can't produce myself. Um, and then it grew into just a thriving, wonderful community. I mean, just an incredible, organic, spiritual, peace, love, uh, natural-based, large, large, inter- interdependent, interconnected community. Um, and that's been going on for 30 years or, or more, maybe 40, 50 years, um, and it's changing. And that's been impacted greatly by uh, by this kind of of, of of legalization model. And I call it commoditization. To me, it's not legal if people are still in jails and prisons and, and stuff. Uh, it's commoditized, but that, that's a whole different show. Um, what are you? You're there now. What are your perspectives on on Mendocino County and that community and I know it's still a beautiful community and there's still, you know, a lot of legacy people there, uh, but has it changed in your eyes?
3: Oh, it's completely changed. I'm really glad that you came back around to this because uh, I think uh, what you said uh, in the last first segment uh, really touches on a lot of things as far as the hammer. Um, uh, We have been noticing how the hammer is destructing things, kind of. Um, And I really enjoy that we're doing this podcast because I really feel like uh, the visionaries of the the movement, uh, the cannabis movement, have to step up and do more work um, than ever has been asked of us to do. At the same time, it should be fun because that's what we learned how to do from that was the lesson from the plant. And I really feel like uh, uh, the entertainment industry, the art industry, uh, all these industries that have been hand in hand with the cannabis, we really have to um, uh, recognize ourselves as uh, powerful people and accept the lesson that was taught to us by the plant and start expressing our vision correctly. Because if we don't do that, it's more of a corporate vibe that's taking over, obviously, and it's really disturbing the whole. Um, it's,
2: it's the same vibe that's killing the biosphere and, and, and everything
3: exactly and uh and it doesn't have to be like that um uh i mean money is a strange thing and it's really hard to change that once it gets into place as far as the the greed and the corporate vibes are but that doesn't mean that we didn't uh, learn a lesson uh and that just means that the um the the artists and the the visionaries have to really step up and explain like there's themselves because before we used to be like rebels or you know like go around the corner and hide and and share these things with each other and there was some excitement to that now you remove that but then you commoditize it like you say it uh, almost kills that um, that um, that spirit Mm -hmm. but that's because we are um, relying on the plant and we mentioned earlier in the uh, conversation is we're we're not supposed to rely on anything yeah. we're supposed to be ourselves so it's a little bit harder now because the war is so um, uh, bland <laughs> there's nobody really to be against in this situation but we really have to remember who we are and we have to really work at giving up ourselves into this uh offering ourselves and we really have to work hard at that. And um, that's beyond the cannabis industry. It's, that's it's kind like, of a,
2: it's kind of a pain. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. It's, it's kind no, of that's a what, painful transformation and, and evolution, right? We have to, do we have to grow into something new and shed something that was really our identity?
3: Well, that's the false part of it because that's what's being questioned. What we really are needing to be is our true self. Again, mm-hmm. like the tribe 13 vision. And mm-hmm. that is a very uh, um, uh, uh, challenging situation because we took comfort in the cannabis um, uh, lifestyle that was provided by its resources mm-hmm. um, and the people. And now we're having to re question all of that. And the sad part is, is like what happens when that occurs is we start falling back into a systematic way of living. Uh, and that we cannot do. Um, uh, especially,
2: especially at this phase of humanity where we we need great change
3: Existen- yes exactly.
2: existential change right
3: exactly and that's the one good thing about the plant not being there as a, a, a vice is that this change has to come from within each one of us we were yeah. lucky enough to uh, experience a open window of this uh, guidance from a plant and the plant is still there and will always be there but we can be lazy and allow the plant and its resources to do it for us. And that is a hard call. Yep, another
2: hard call is that we're getting to the end of the show and we have less than a minute, your artist for sale via your website, right? Um, Yes. Last final thoughts in 30 Um, seconds.
3: Like I was saying, we really have to come together and really take the lessons that we've learned from cannabis and really awaken our presence to offer it to each other, be helpful to one another. But more importantly, don't forget that you are an offering and really nurture and cultivate yourself.
2: Roman Villagrana found at synchromystic.art. Thank you so much. You have such a beautiful heart song. Thank you for sharing it with us. Thank you. I appreciate this. That concludes this installment of on Cannabis Radio. When it comes to prohibition, you've got the right not to remain silent. Silent Activism requires a voice. Find your voice. Speak up for justice because resistance is fertile. The Hempersent intro music is Seven Mile Beach by Joanne Rand. And the outro music is Take Back the Plant by Sticker Brush. Stay strong.
1: Marijuana!